Hello, you're listening to Our Walk, the podcast that speaks to real people with real stories about a real God. My name's Steve. And my name's Luke. And this week, we're joined by Diego. Hello, good good evening, morning, daytime to you, dear Luke. How are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'll tell you what, I've discovered a Instagram account recently called Preachers and Sneakers. And it's basically an Instagram account that takes photos of all these American preachers um, and then finds a photo of the sneakers they're wearing. And there are some preachers that are wearing like five thousand pound trainers. Oh, <laughs> I'm just a bit. I mean, I know we shouldn't judge, but I'm kind of thinking, surely you can be doing something a bit more productive and kingdom building with your money. You see, I've never been someone sort of fascinated by like uh, clothing or brands stuff like that, especially with shoes. There's something you put on your feet and you walk on the ground, sometimes dirty ground or you know whatever. Yeah. With why? It's, make shoes that cost five thousand and then why are people buying them yeah i don't, I don't get it i don't know I, I know i know each their own but yeah diego do you like shoes um i love shoes i love fashion so yeah <laughs> do you spend five thousand pounds on a pair of tra- sneakers you know what i've always said um if you have the money why not seriously no. but they're shoes <laughs> it doesn't matter like <laughs> I've had enough of this podcast. Yeah. Really well. This is the last episode of season two. I'm done. I'm out of here. Just had enough. <laughs> Choose. Goodness sake. Uh, left the room. So, so while Luke calms down, I'm just going to remind our listeners how they can get in touch with us, and hopefully Luke will come back. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search for Our Walk. You can. Follow us on Twitter at Our Walk Pod. We also have an email account where we encourage people to get in touch with us with questions, thoughts, or anything else, really. Artwork I've asked for before. That's ourwalkpod at gmail.com. And we do now have a website, ourwalkpod.com. That's where we'll be uploading every episode, all our blogs, the latest news, and more to come. So make sure you head to ourwalkpod.com. Now, uh, I am a bit concerned that Luke hasn't actually come back. So, oh, look, here he is. As he, as he makes his way back and sits down, hopefully, uh, I'm also just going to do a little reminder. So Our Walk is a podcast that follows a similar structure every week. We've got part one where we talk about your upbringing and how you were, you know, where you were born, raised, and kind of your school life and all that kind of thing. And then... Part two is the moment or moments leading up to meeting God and when he became real to you. And then part three is everything that's happened after you met God. So the ups, downs, how you've changed, what's changed in your life, etc. And then we always end with a prayer request. So Luke, are you okay now? Yeah, I'm sorry for about that. The website. Okay, right let's, let's not talk about <laughs> passion. <laughs> I just okay. Can I just see? Yeah, you've already spoken to Diego, so now uh, I feel weird welcoming him. Yeah, but I just want to say something about this guy, Diego. Go on. He's one of the best people I know. Oh, yeah, I agree. He's yeah. quite a lovely fella. I love him. He's yeah. great, and I'm just so happy. Thank you, Diego, for being a part of uh, this podcast and this episode, this season finale, season two finale. As he told me the other day, Diego, save the best till last. 
Although that is quite insulting to the rest of them. I was so. just going to say, I loved every single one. <laughs> yeah, of these. that is not true, but it is true if you want it to be true. But <laughs> right, let's let's move on. Let's get going. How are you, Diego? Anyway, you good? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. Good. What's the time over in Colombia right now? I forget. Well, it's currently nine a.m., so we are six hours behind you guys. So sorry, we had to wake you up. This that's um, all right. <laughs> it's all right. You're going to have a great hour now, or however long this is going to take, talking yeah. to two of your favourite chaps. That's right. <laughs> okay, right, Diego, let's, let's get the ball rolling, eh? Should we, the first question um, is quite a broad one, but you can pick it up wherever you want. Uh, what was your upbringing like? Where were you born? What were your family like, etc.? Start right from the beginning for us. Cool. So uh, before I start, I just wanted to tell people... Um, they're probably wondering where my accent is from. So I have a pretty weird mix. Um, as you can hear, a little bit of British, a bit of Latino and Australian. So I will tell you guys, as I go through my life, why I have this really weird accent. Um, so yeah, I'm currently 25, 27 years old. I was born in 1992 in a really small town in North Eastern Colombia. Um, so yeah, I was born there. Then my parents moved to the capital, Bogota, when I was about like a month old. So whenever anyone asks where I'm from, I just say that I'm from Bogota. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I had a really pretty normal upbringing here in Colombia. Um, as you probably know, Colombia back then was pretty much a third world country. So it probably wasn't, um, an average of bringing like someone from the UK or the state. So um, I started going to school when I was five. Um, I was a pretty smart kid, if I say so myself. Um, I started pretty young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, my parents, uh, they used to work at a church here for so many years. So I like I always known about God since I was really young. Um, so there wasn't really a chance to be like, no, I'm not going to church or I'm not going to the cell group or whatever. Um, I would yeah. just go to church every single Sunday and activities throughout the week. Um, when I started heading into high school, um, I had a bit of an issue and it was about bullying. Um, I was really badly bullying throughout high school to the point that I, I just hated school. I just couldn't bear it. Um, every single day that I was going to school, I just hated it. I just wanted to be over and, and just finish it. Um, and then all through high school, I went to church and uh, I found church being that safe place. Because um, everyone that I knew at church was really lovely and caring and kind. And then comparing the two people um, that I went to school with, it was just horrible. So um, I also went to a boys school. So between boys, you know how tough it gets. Yeah. Um, I... So it was just, it was just really bad. Um, then, um, yeah, I finished high school in 2008. I was 16 at the time, which is pretty young. Um, and then, yeah, um, I feel like that's when 
I felt free for the first time in, in such a long time. Um, but yeah, I think I, I skipped through 16 years really fast. Um, <laughs> happened. What, what age were you when, well, I don't know, I guess I don't want us to jump ahead too much. So what age were you when kind of God started moving in your life and then we'll rewind from there? When what, sorry? God kind of became like real to you, like you started that relationship. Yeah, um, so as I mentioned before, my parents uh, were part of the church, so I felt I think that I haven't had a life without God before. Like, it's always been constant that I, I've had that relationship with God, and, um, and yeah, it's it just been since... I always say that I was born a Christian, um, even though my parents made the decision, but I, I just never had the chance to, um, to look somewhere else. And although as much as I try, because I've tried in the past, it, it just doesn't happen. Um, then um, when I was really young, um, there was a part of my life that I, I realized that I had it. Um, forgotten and it was until I was about 18 that I, I realized that something had happened in my life that made me forget um, what had happened and then um, one day I, I just felt really depressed and I was feeling really anxious and then I was asking God like why is this happening to me why um, am I feeling this way there was no reason to and then um, I had a revelation about something that had happened when I was really young. And then um, I realized that um, as a kid, and it was something really, it, it's something really hard to deal with because normally you don't, you don't like that shouldn't happen to kids. Um, wow. so for, yeah. So for something to have been come out of the blue, um, at, at the age of 18, that was, that was horrible. Um, so I had to pray about it and kind of be set free and stuff from, from that. Um, but yeah, it was something that I had to come to terms with and then just move on from there. Yeah. And uh, so a question, I, you know, I don't mean to, you know, it, it's not a nice subject for anyone to sort of talk about. Um, so I don't want to ask about it too much. But looking back on your sort of the first 18 years of your life, could you sort of, I don't know, looking back at it now, you know, being aware that that is what happened, was there certain things or moments in your life that you look back on and think, you know, I felt horribly about this because of that, you know, like it was a deep down thing in you, like you, you sort of felt and you feel like it had an effect on, on, on something like, I don't know how you felt with like the bullying. So, you know, it made you sort of, do you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I don't know how to word this question, but do you kind of get what I mean? Yeah. Um, so also something else to everyone that is listening. Um, I, I see myself as a homosexual man. Um, so I'm going to talk about it briefly later on. Oh, well, every, the, the whole podcast really really big part of my life um regarding this part of my life um I don't think he was brought because being molested or bullied or anything although 
all throughout high school, I was bullied because of that. Um, yeah. Even though I wasn't like camp or I didn't have, I wasn't feminine or anything. Not that there is anything bad with it, uh, but I, I just felt like everyone knew. Um, and then for the longest time, I had to deal with it in my head and then went to church and then hearing people at church saying, oh, gay people are going to go to hell and or stuff like that. Um, it was really, really hard for me. So although I knew that within myself, I was still going to church and following God and all of that. Yeah, sure. Um, sort of to go on that question again, you know, I don't want to touch about it too much. You know, <laughs> But, you know, sort of rewording my sort of original question, like, were there moments like in your sort of childhood, teenage years, where you sort of felt frustrated, but you didn't know why? And now looking back, you can see, well, maybe that was the reason why. Yeah. I mean, um, throughout high school, um, I remember all the other kids and stuff saying, oh, when I was a kid, this, when I was a kid, that. And then I just couldn't remember. And it was really annoying because I literally tried my hardest to remember when I was like, I don't know, like five, six. And then I just didn't have any thoughts in my head or I didn't have any, anything to reminisce on or anything. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, I was really, really frustrated. Uh, but it got to a point that I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm probably never going to remember. So just forget about it. And then I just moved on. Um, and then years after... Um, finding this out and stuff like that really, really shocked me, and it was really hard. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's heavy stuff. I know. <laughs> um, I guess I have a question about how how do you or how did you kind of um, did I guess I don't, I don't know the where the question is always did you have did you feel like you almost had two Diego's in that you had the Diego that like people at school and everything knew about and was being bullied and, and then you went to church and you almost had to shut off half of who you were just to like keep it secret kind of thing yeah um so if many people don't know me but I'm 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 a really happy guy and I love talking to people and I'm really outgoing and and yeah um I with you truly are <laughs> Uh, yeah, so at church, I was like that. I was being myself and I was being really happy and stuff. And then every time I would get to school, I have to like hide under this mask and just trying to be as serious as I could so they wouldn't get bullied and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I've, I've always felt that I've been true to myself. Um, I've been always really positive about life and every every even through all the challenges, um, I've always tried to keep positive and just be happy and thank God for another day of life and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I feel like yeah, it's been two, two versions of myself for many years. So were no one in the church or your family, were, no one was uh, aware of the bullying happening at school or were you waving about that to them? Um, they found out um, about two years before school finished. Uh, basically, me and my brother, we were in the same school. And then one day I said to my brother, like these boys are bullying me and stuff. And then because he was like four years um, above me, like he was in an older year, um, yeah. 
he kind of like um, defended me and tried to hit the guys and stuff. This is really bad, but it, it just happened. No, um, don't. Diego, we had someone uh, <laughs> earlier on in the season talking about it. Um, he just hit a guy because he had another fifth. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the worst thing we've had this season with regard to like violence. <laughs> or I find Show he's great. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then uh, like a lot of the teachers were involved in what had happened and then my parents found out and yeah. then um, like the principal of the school had a talk with my parents and they were like, oh, Diego is being bullied because um, every, and, like the other boys think he's gay and stuff like that. And then um, being in Colombia, which is such a strong culture, religious country, um, like it was something really, really hard to deal with. Like, like the the topic even now is kind of a taboo. So yeah, it was really, really tough. Um, but yeah, my upbringing, like up to that point, was um, I think I was considered only a third of my whole story. Because after I finished school, that's when life got um, a bit better, and then that's when. Um, the roller coaster of life started, which is what everyone thinks. <laughs> yeah. So, I do you have any more questions? Um, no. Cool. Uh, Diego, we're going to pause this. We're going to have a break. We're going to finish part one here. And then we'll be back for part two uh, to find out about moment or moments leading up to kind of you really cementing your faith and going, yeah, I'm doing this no matter what. Basically, just what happens after this part is like, now we're talking about. The next chat. He's been really sassy today. Anyway, back in a bit. And we're back. I hope you all enjoyed the break. Did you enjoy your break, Luke? Yeah, it was great. Are you, are you calm now? Well, I, I, I wouldn't have had a poo. <laughs> Thanks for making me bring that up, Steve. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I totally did not do that. Uh, it's going to be like, oh, we have food. Yeah. Yeah, Natural you. thing, people, get over it. Did you wash your hands? Oh, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so, uh, Diego, that was quite a, a oh, like an intense first part you know um me and luke were kind of just saying wow I really didn't expect that like come yeah. out of the blue and i mean obviously you're not going to go about talking about it so i mean fair play to you for bringing it up and mentioning it you know but um so part two is where we talk about moment or moments kind of leading up to kind of when you you really cement your faith in god you commit to him you kind of give your life to him and maybe encounter the holy spirit for the first time and I don't, you said in part one that you've always uh, yeah. been up in a Christian place, you've always gone to church and stuff, and you've always felt like God has been a part of your life. But have you ever had moments where you've wrestled with him and kind of made that decision? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I was just thinking because um, I've, like, I've listened to all of your other um, podcasts and then everyone yeah. is like, oh, when I was 18, I found Jesus and like, it's really cool, but I, then I'm like, uh, I've, like, I've known God all my life, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I like what you said, um, wrestling with God, because um, I feel like throughout my life, I've 
I've wrestled with him a lot. Um, so after I finished high school, um, three months later, I moved to the UK. Um, I was had just turned 17 um, and I just moved to England by myself. I could barely speak English um, and I didn't know many people, but I, I did. I did it. Um, so um, I've always felt that I've been such a, like a curious guy and I've loved exploring and stuff. And then um, my parents have supported me all the way through um, travels and moving out to other countries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then something that has um, been really key for them is wherever I go, I should be connected to a church. And I feel like that is something that is really important because yeah. when you connect to a church, you meet people and then you have fellowship and, and all of this great stuff. And it, it's something really good. Um, so I feel like church has been a massive part of my life. So, yeah. Um, as I mentioned in the first part, um, I, I am gay. Um, so I've always wrestled with God about it because um, as you probably all know, like at church, they tell you that being gay is wrong and gay people are going to go to hell and stuff like that. Um, so at least every time I will pray, I will say to God, like, why me? Like, why is this happening to me? Why am I just not straight and then save all the trouble? Um, <laughs> and then um, I always felt like God was keeping quiet about it. Um, I felt like that wasn't a que- that was a question that I was never going to get an answer to. And that's something that really, really hurts because mm-hmm. sometimes you want God to tell you why or to just deliver you from things and stuff. But then sometimes it just doesn't happen. And yeah, for the longest time, I was, I was just really struggling with it. And then um, there were times that I was getting really upset and yeah, just in general, um, wrestling, wrestling with God. Um, I lived in the UK for about four and a half years. And then like six months before I left, um, I talked to a pastor, uh, and then like I told him about myself and whatever, my attraction towards other guys and stuff like that. And then something that he said to me was, um, that I had to come out to my parents. Um, and I was like, that, that is not going to happen. Uh, but anyway, uh, eventually it did happen. Um, so at the end of 2012, um, after I left the UK, I came out to my parents and it didn't go very well. Um, my dad didn't talk to me for about three months. Uh, mom was crying all the time and yeah, like I totally understand them, but on the other hand, I was thinking I'm their son. They have to love me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was another really, really hard part of my life to see how my own parents uh, were in, so accepting and loving. Um, so yeah, it, it really, it was really, really hard. I feel like 2012 wasn't such a great year for me. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I don't know, I guess your parents not taking it well, did that kind of impact how you thought God thought about you? Um, I don't know, because like you always hear that God is loving, God is forgiving, um, 
and all of that and then you expect your parents who are christians to be the same like yeah. to be loving and caring um and although yeah they love me but they are not accepting and stuff and then i'll probably i'm gonna talk about it this later on but um yeah it did it did change the way i was seeing god because i was thinking if my own parents cannot love me how god uh, is gonna love me like it just doesn't make any sense yeah. Um, so yeah it did it did change the way i was thinking about god it's all the it's a humanity really it's a human understanding you know we got a, as much as these people you know our parents and stuff and our parents they're not perfect and you know, there comes a time where we all realize that and you know for every generation i guess when we have children and, and stuff we're going to have to face the fact that we, we're not going to be the perfect parents and it's certain it's a human understanding that it, we then relate that to god because it's so uncomprehensive to think oh well, someone else can be like that if my parent you know if my parents are like this or feeling this way how can anyone else do that yeah, so, totally. yeah that must have been tough um so speaking going back to sort of like your your four years over here in england um were there any kind of standout moments that let's try and let's try and get to a good note you know um were there any sort of standout moments in your four years over here going to church or or whatever that sort of helped you along your way in your walk with god yeah um so when i was there i was um i went to a small church near well kind of near reading i don't want to mention where i was um mm -hmm. yeah um and then i worked at the church office there and then i pretty much everyone at church knew me and it was it was such a good time and like I love England with all my heart I feel like it's my second home or third because yeah. I have a few homes now um, <laughs> but yeah uh, I feel like being part of a church like being a, an active part of a church really helped me um, yeah helped me with that relationship with God and uh, going to all the encounters and all the meetings and and everything it, it was just great um, I love how um, the gospel is kept really, really simple in England. And that is something that you don't see in places like Colombia or somewhere else. Right. Um, I love how raw and, and just really, um, yeah, really simple it is. And I, and I, and I love that. Hmm. So you went from England to Australia, right? Yes. So... Um, After I left England, um, I moved to Bolivia, which is a country in the middle of South America, because my mm -hmm. parents uh, were missionaries there. Um, so it was for me it was from going to hell, eh, from earth to heaven, eh, from heaven to earth, because England being such a first world country, beautiful, and then going to Bolivia, which was a third world country. Not that I'm racist or anything, but it, it was a bit of a challenge. Um, but yeah. Uh, so then I spent uh, six months in Bolivia uh, with my parents and then that's where I came out to them and it was just the three of us and it was really tough and challenging and then I was traveling for about a year, year and a half and then yeah I moved to Australia uh, in at the beginning of 2015. Um, yeah. Cool and you stayed there for what was it, did you say two years? Yeah for about two, two years. And I know you're you're a photographer nowadays, aren't you? So 
Yeah, so the reason I moved to Australia was um, I started studying photography in the UK. And then that was the year that David Cameron um, changed all the migration laws. And then a lot of people had to leave. And then tuition fees went through the roof. So that's why I had to leave. Mm. Okay, uh, let's. I want to try and bring this back to back to God. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you're. You said you wrestled with him. Um, how how long were you wrestling with him? Were you still wrestling with him? What what was the? I don't know. I guess what was the answer to the wrestling, or how? When did the bell go off and <laughs> stop the wrestling? Yeah. Um, so I think the wrestling has been throughout my life, and then. After I got to Australia, I realized that something was going to uh, uh, change. Um, so I moved to Australia and then um, I was going to finish uni and all of that. And then I started going to another church in, in Australia. And then I realized I was 23 at a time. Um, as a young man, I was like, I kind of want to. Uh, experience love and being love and all of that then being a gay man like yeah you can only get a boyfriend um so i met someone and then um uh, that's the first time that i like i gave myself a chance to to experience experience love and all of that mm-hmm. and this guy he was a christian as well and he was going to the same church um mm-hmm. so at, a, at that point when I met this guy, I felt that in some ways it was God giving me a chance to experience love. I know this is going to sound uh, really controversial, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's how I, I felt. And then at that point, I stopped wrestling with God. I, I said to listen, God, this is who I am and that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to uh, start a relationship with someone and I just want to enjoy enjoy life pretty much because for the longest time I was hiding myself and just hiding myself for who I am and mm-hmm. then um, I finally accepted it and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna love myself and live the best as I can mm. um, how... well I don't know I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how... <laughs> you got me to ask yeah go on go mad um... Well, now I've got to think. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I guess. Um, did did you getting that boyfriend? Did you that kind of? Uh, would would you say that was kind of God giving you a bit of a, a resolution, a, a reward, or, or, or I don't I don't know. I I guess I'm kind of. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I yeah, can just keep okay. keep talking. That that's fine. Um, so yeah, like. Um, at, at the time, because now it's different, like my whole life has been a roller coaster. Um, at a time, yes, I felt like that was someone sent by God. And I was really thankful for it because at the beginning of the relationship and the first year, he was great. Like, um, I truly felt like it was, like what, what love was like. And for someone young, um, it was something amazing to experience, like. I mean, Steve, you're married. <laughs> so you know what, what love is like and, and just having someone there by your side uh, all the time is, is great. Yeah. Um, I, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, yeah. <laughs> he had this thinking face on that wasn't saying anything. No, because <laughs> you started talking again. Right. He's got another question. <laughs> Come on, why can I talk? Um, so, Diego, you, you, you said yourself you love, you've got sort of like an adventurous spirit, so you've been abroad, you know, quite to a few places. Um, maybe, I don't know if this would be a t- tough question or an easy question, but where would you say, in what sort of country um, you felt like you were more sort of connected? And that's not me saying to anyone listening, that's not me saying, oh, you know, well, this is the place that you'll feel, you know, God more, you know. Like, come to England. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's like, if you want to know God, you have to come to England. I'm not saying that, or if your answer is Australia, it's like, right, we're all got to go to Australia. But, you know, we all have these places where we can connect to God and encounter God a bit more. Where would you say for you, that place was? Yeah. Um, so to answer the question, um, I feel like God is everywhere. Even if you are yeah. in the middle of the North Pole or wherever, like God is there yeah. with you. It just depends on the experience that you have. Uh, for me, I've experienced God in Australia and in England, even here in Colombia. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't say there is a specific place where you can experience God, but yeah, I feel like it, it just depends on you and your own experiences. So it's not felt different in different places. Like you've not encountered God different ways. I, I, I've talked to a few people in the past that said that, you know, So, Diego, uh, just to sort of reframe the question that I'm I'm just sort of trying to ask in my mind. Um, Like a lot of people that I sort of come across have said, oh, yeah, I just totally experienced God differently in sort of this other country. Um, So was there any sort of differences in your experiences with God in these different countries? Or was it all very similar for you? Um, I feel... I feel like because I had different experiences in different countries, like I was at different stages of my life. Um, yeah. I experienced got different. So, yeah, I feel like um, that that's why. Uh, there isn't really a place where I experienced God more than other. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was because I was at a different point of my life that I experienced God differently. Of course, yeah. And would you say, just sort of going back on like the topic of encountering, has there been, or during those moments of your life, you know, here in the UK or in Bolivia or in Australia, did you have a moment of encountering God where like you either heard him or felt the Holy Spirit or or anything like that? Was, was there a specific moment for you that you will always sort of remember and take with you in your life, that first sort of euphoric moment? Yeah, um... I can say that up to this point, um, like I've heard so many people saying, oh, God touched me, or I heard an audible, the, the voice of God and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I will always get frustrated because I've, I've never had that experience. Um, mm-hmm. So I will always be like, uh, maybe God is not listening or stuff like that. Um, but then on the other hand, I've had a lot of people come up to me with prophetic words and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people with really like amazing advice and, and wisdom and then I felt go through them um, so it's in really like a supernatural 
uh, way of um, of having that experience with God, but it, it's been through people um, sure. that I've had that that experience. Yeah, and you know, you're not the only one there. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was Michael Shill who we had on season two episode. I believe uh, I'm trying to remember if it wasn't Michael Shaw, I do apologize to the people listening in the confusion, but you know, that their, their faith and their relationship uh, with God wasn't based on a moment. It was just based on a choice. And I respect that quite, quite a lot. I'm not saying, not trying to sort of demean the people who've had an encounter and experience like of uh, encountering God is not, not at all, but for someone to not have something like that, and then still make the active choice and like, I'm sticking with this faith. I'm sticking with God. That's just brilliant. I find. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, looking at myself, um, being gay and being Christian is not easy. And then Mm -hmm. 27 years after I'm, I'm still sticking with God because I know he's got a purpose and, and he loves me no matter what. Um, So yeah. Yeah, great. Let's find out more about that that final chunk of your life up till now um, in the next part. So I'll draw part two, a cl- part two to a close, unless you want to, Luke. Yeah, I want to f- end this Go part, on, please. End this part okay, so we're going to end part two here, um, and then we're going to be back in part three to find out what sort of happened next in your life. So listeners, we'll be right back. We're back for part three. So Diego, we had hold on a minute uh, to listen to Diego. Steve is coming back in the room. Where did you go, Steve? Uh, I went for a poo too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Well, uh, well we me and Steve just came before this. We came from a, a lunch, a curry lunch. So <laughs> you can understand, you know, what we're going through right now. This room stinks, <laughs> mate. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so we touched a lot on your sort of life and and traveling um, in part two and stuff. And, you know, I mean, part two has always been known as the moment or moments of encountering God. But obviously you've explained that you've not had anything like that, but yet you set your faith, you know, you're still sticking with it and, and, Again, I just applaud you for that, Diego. So I just want to sort of pick part three up from Australia. So where we sort of left off in Australia. So you're in a relationship, you're in Australia, you're attending churches. So let's just sort of go from where you last left, uh, left us off in your life. So you just go on ahead, Dee. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I was in Australia. I was, I had a boyfriend and I was studying. Uh, I was going to church. Life was great. Um yeah, I feel like uh, for a good two and a half years, life was just going so well. Um, I was It was probably the best years of my life so far. Um, to those of you who haven't been to Australia, I strongly recommend it. It's beautiful, sunny, warm. Um, but yeah. I love koala bears. So that's the only thing that I'd go for Australia for. <laughs> They're my favorite animals. They're just so cute. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of spiders. So... In fact, sorry, before you go on, technically, koalas aren't bears. They're marsupials. But... Carry on, yeah, yeah. 
that is the <laughs> the interesting um, thing of the day. Um, um, so yeah, um, so I was in Australia, everything was going great. Then um, at the end of 2017, I went to, wait, yeah, 2017, 2019, God, time is flying by. Um, so at the end of 2017, um, I went to America for just Christmas holidays with my parents and my brother. Um, and then well, I, before going to America, um, I noticed that things were going really bad with, with my relationship and my boyfriend. And I don't want to go into too much detail, but um, things were not, were, weren't right. And I just felt like everything was going downhill. And yeah, it was, it was really, really hard for me because I loved this person with all my heart. And it yeah. was just really hard to see things going that way. Um, then when I went to the States, um, I started finding out a lot of stuff that had happened in the relationship and things that were kept secret. And it really, it really hurt me as a person because you don't want to find out bad things about your, your partner. So um, I felt I hated that trip. I, I just hated every minute of it because I was just finding stuff out and it's just horrible. Um, through all of these um, I, I kept asking God, why? Like, why is this happening? Why all of a sudden everything is going downhill? Uh, why did I meet this person? And like a million questions were going through my head and then a million questions were not being answered. So I felt like I was back to base one where I just didn't know where I was. I didn't know why everything was happening and stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it was really, really tough. Um, then I went back to Australia after New Year's. Um, and then a couple of weeks after my relationship ended. Um, so I had to break up with this guy um, because of all the things that had happened that I don't want to get into much detail. Um, so yeah, I broke up and then I fell into this really dark uh, place um, I was feeling depressed I was feeling anxious paranoid I stopped eating um, I was I was in a horrible place yeah. um, and then after about two months um, I knew I had to I had to seek help because the thing is that when you are in a really dark spot you you can't think straight and everything just seems like a blur. So you need that helping hand to, to help you out. And then, yeah, to, to get better. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes God can help us really start times, you know, there could be, a, again, sort of like a moment, you know, where you're praying or worshiping, but I find most of the time it's the people that God puts in our life, you know, having a good sort of support group around you and stuff. So um, tell us a little bit about that, like the church you were attending in um, Australia, how were they uh, sort of with you during this sort of dark period? And like, you know, what sort of advice, like godly advice was sort of said to you? Yeah. Um, so after like 
during the months after the breakup, I had my closest friends uh, cheering me on and supporting me and stuff. And then yeah. um, I had to seek counseling with someone from church. And then uh, that person, since we had about, I don't know, like 12, 13 sessions that we were talking for about an hour, and, hour and a half. And since the beginning, I felt like this person that I had just met um, wanted to see me get better and was just loving me and supporting me and guiding me. And then I truly felt like that was God's love through that person. Um, mm -hmm. And that was something that I will never forget is how like deep and like that compassion that I felt like that, that is God through that person that I, it's something that I will never forget. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, the few, the following months where um, we were meeting and then we were discussing about um, homosexuality and life and, and all of that. And it like the whole gay topic is something really, really complex. Like not many people can comprehend and I totally yeah. get it. Um, and something that I want to like encourage everyone that is listening is um, if you know of someone who's going through things, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, it, it's, it is being gay or going through a divorce or being an alcoholic or whatever. God um, sent us here to love people. And that's what we need before we judge, before we do anything, we have to love people. And sometimes you don't realize love um, has such a great impact on people and sometimes it's not about the word that is being preached at church or the music that is being played it's about the people how they represent jesus here on earth so um yeah um i felt god's love through that uh, through this this person that was helping me out and we discussed many many things and something that I, that I was left with was um, you can take being gay or anything uh, as the worst thing that can happen to you, but at the end of the day, it can be the best thing because God can manifest through you, to you through that. And that is something beautiful that I've seen. And um, something happened while, while I was in Australia and it was, I was talking to um a really close friend of mine called Chris. Chris, if you're listening, this is for you. Um, he, he's... Child Chris. Child <laughs> Chris. Come on, Chris. Um, so Chris is gay as well. Um, and Chris, you, like anyone could say that Chris is probably the furthest thing away from God and church and everything that you can see. And one day uh, we went out um, for some drinks and stuff and then we finished pretty late and then he said to me oh what are you doing tomorrow and i said oh i'm just going to church and then he said oh i want to come um so he was jokingly saying that he wanted to come but then he ended up coming um and he was absolutely nervous and stuff of course you automatically think oh in a church they're gonna judge you and and stuff like that yeah. but then on that um Sunday evening, he, he encountered God and he experienced God and seeing him raise his hands and pray and close his eyes and cry uh, mm -hmm. was something that I will never forget. And 
that like that's another moment that I felt God is real, like God loves people, and if God can touch this uh, guy's person and eh, this guy's life, uh, God can touch anyone's life. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 the the homosexuality has become such a big deal um, amongst a multitude of other things that it could be made a big deal of, right? So. There's all kinds of things that the church could and should be talking about. But in, in recent years, it's all become about kind of the focus about gay people, isn't it? And I think a lot of um, churches don't handle the topic very well, whatever your beliefs. You know, there are some churches that are very open and say love is love. And so long as you're going about your relationship in a godly way, it's fine. There are others that are like, any gay people are going to hell, you know, as you mentioned before. And I just think... You know, and I think it might be partly a generational thing, but I, you know, I that I think churches handle it wrong. And you're right, it's people need to come first, no matter what, you know, people can go through divorces. Again, that's meant to be a sin and lying and cheating and sex before marriage and all of those things are big topics and sin, but they don't seem to be made as much of a deal out of as your sexuality and that kind of thing. And I just, you know, I mean, you're right, it's people that need to come first and having that kind of outlook I think is an important message to put across really isn't it because you know as you said you had a you were bullied at school for it you had some negative memories about churches for things they've said and I just think we need to be careful right about judging people don't we I mean it, it's well and good saying right gay people are going to hell not you know if you are gay you're not allowed any relationships etc etc it's just really tricky to kind of you know, you need to have a relationship kind of before you start condemning people or, or you know, like I, I guess if you were going to go next to someone and say, oh, you know, I'm not sure you should be living this way. So, so say, for example, someone was sleeping with their girlfriend outside of marriage and was coming to church, rather than go up to them straight, up, straight away and go, are you sleeping with your girlfriend? You shouldn't be doing that. Like, that's the wrong way to go about it, right? So you'd want to become their friends, you want to earn their trust and respect and kind of understand where they're coming from before then kind of talking to them. Okay, well, I'm think, I think the Bible says this, so maybe you should, you know, reconsider it kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, it was, funnily enough, um, yesterday, because I went to church yesterday, um, the pastor was saying uh, people judge other people because of their actions and there is something even greater than that and it's how your heart is and that is something that only God can see and it doesn't matter anything that you're going through but if your heart is set for God and loving God um, there is there is nothing really that that people can judge Um, as I it's, it's exactly what you said. Um, there is so much passion and compassion and, and loving for alcoholics or drug addicts or people that just went through divorce. But whenever it's gay people, they just, it's just condemning and stuff. So, um, yeah, I feel like people should just be treated the same. And seriously, I cannot stress it enough. Uh, having that love and grace for someone else it can be life-changing. Um, it truly can. And that's it. You know, that's just sort of the key element that everyone who has a faith in God has to remember that he's a God of love. And that 
we as you know followers of of god have somewhat of a responsibility to share that love um with people from any background any sexuality any race any culture you know sometimes it's tough you know um sort of depending on the background you know you could have someone who was an ex-murderer or something that's going to be tough mm. sure but we've all got to try and be so much more open and willing to accept that we're all flawed you know that we're all um going to make mistakes in our lives that we're all just absolutely different from one another and stuff but what it comes down to is what are their action what are you know their actions like you know what are they doing do they have a faith in god you know and it's just such a awful sub you know topic when i see the news like you know picking up someone like the the westbury baptist church Ugh. and how they deal with stuff and especially with the subject of homosexuality it's absolutely disgusting and revolting and stuff like that needs to change and there's still churches out there that aren't as radical as the westbury baptist church but are still when it comes to the subject of homosexuality they're generations behind yeah, you know, they're doing more damage than they are absolutely and it's well, just absolutely disgusting yeah because there's there's a way to bring correction and advice without it being finger wagging and damaging isn't there um so uh, diego i just want to go back to you so we there are bound to be people listening who are what you know there's two real schools that fall down aren't there there's either homosexuality is wrong if you are then you need to just totally abstain from everything and don't even think about it and then there's others who are like you know it's difficult kind of weigh it up and i guess the other side is you know so long as you're going about your relationships in a christian way then it's okay etc etc but um what kind of i guess that's one of the things you've wrestled with all your life isn't it what kind of um how has god kind of talked to you in this subject in this regard kind of how you know because i think a lot of people might say if you believe that love is love and is fine then how can you believe in the bible etc etc and luke and i and i'm sure you diego as well would say we're bible believing christians we read the bible we we try as much as we can to obey what it says and the core kind of principles and beliefs of it but we don't always stick to all of them but you know this specific subject really has people split down the middle i guess so what kind of um i mean you know you don't have to go out there with what you think and everything but kind of how do you talk about it and wrestle with it with people who might say you know you can't be christian and gay kind of yeah um so the whole topic is really really dense there is a lot of uh theological things behind it um I've been trying to understand it all, and I can only honestly say that I, I don't know every single thing that people think, or I haven't read every single book about it and stuff like that. Um, I feel like I feel like this will be a journey where, as the time goes by, I will start to understand it more and start believing it and things like that. Uh, right now, as this has been recorded, I'm at a point where I know, first of all, that God loves me. Uh, he loves me no matter what, and that is the most important thing. Uh, secondly, I believe that 
God can use me, uh, that God can use um, these that I'm going through to inspire people and to change other lives. Um, I mean, if you look at Paul and when he got that thorn on his hand, um, that's when his ministry started. And I see it as that, like, yeah, it's not something that I wish that had happened to me. Yes, it's happened. Uh, but I know that God is going to use that um, to to get to people and, and to inspire people. Yeah. And you know what, Diego, I'm just going to give a little sort of testimony about you um, to show, <laughs> well, no, to show how God is working yeah. through you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, last year I was, I was getting through sort of a, a terrible sort of heartbreak um, after the sort of relationship. Never did I stop having a faith in God, but there was definitely questions. There was definitely dark moments. Um, our best friend, Emily, you know, was getting married. So Diego was down for a bit and I was still sort of going through these sort of tricky thing, uh, you know, feelings, anxiety and stuff. And Diego, you were just... I, you know, I kind of, I can't quote exactly word for word what you said, but you gave me advice. You gave me what to do practically, but also sort of spiritually and, you know, what to do with, uh, like, you know, in my faith and stuff. And if that's not God working through you to sort of help other people like myself, then I don't know what that was, but I can 100% guarantee it is. And you are absolutely right. Just because, you know, you are homosexual does not mean at all that God cannot work through you because he already has just for that one little thing there. And I know, and I believe 100% that he can use you for so, so, so much more, Diego, no matter what you are. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially cause um, like the relationship that I went through, um, it, it was really tough and I, I learned so much and you don't realize that, everything that happens through life, it's just a lesson and it, it's up to you how you deal with that lesson if you either learn from it or just uh, don't. Um, so I feel like, yeah, that, that I, everything that I went through, um, whenever people come up to me with, uh, with they need advice, I, I just tell them. And I'm just really, being really honest and blunt because... Yeah, I but it's not in a caring, loving way. Yeah, because I, I personally, I wouldn't want um, someone seeing me struggling and then them giving me like a, a like a crappy advice, like yeah, do whatever, whatever. Uh, I would want the best for you, like for you, Luke. I, I just want the best for you, and I know there are many things, there are many great things coming, but um, yeah, it it I come back to that. It's a matter of loving and having graceful people. Mm. What about me? Do you want the best for me? <laughs> I mean, you're married. You're fine now. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not sure that's so true. Um, okay, so I guess, uh, Diego, there are people listening who might be not be Christians, might, have, might not have had this moment with God, might be contemplating, oh, maybe I should go to church kind of thing. What does God give to you during your high times and during your low times? What What does he provide you? Um, I I always say that if I had him, like if, if God wasn't by my side through everything that I've, that I've been going through, I, I probably wouldn't be here. Um, I've 
I've known of many stories of uh, gay people that have just committed suicide and stuff. So I feel like God has kept me um, alive. Um, I feel like God is by my side. I feel like he cares for me. He protects me. He watches over me. And although I've, I don't have, I've never had that experience of God having that audible, uh, the voice of God, um, I feel like he's he. And to anyone that is listening that has never been to a church or is thinking about it, just give that a step of faith because I'm, I'm sure God is going to, like you're going to encounter God eventually. Um, but it, and it's a matter of staying on the path. And that is something that many people kind of don't see because they are, because we're in such a world that is always expecting everything fast, everything quick, now, now, now. Um, the Christian life is about patience and just waiting on God and just just carrying on and then God eventually will will show up to you. Diego. Yes. <laughs> it's your turn. Cool. Um, so. Um, no, it's your turn. Did you go my turn? Break? I actually just got some water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, Diego, just um, just to sort of ask this question, like every every episode, we ask our guests, you know, what they would like prayer for, any prayer requests for me and Steve to pray for, but also our listeners to pray for. And I'm just sort of going to merge it in with another question because I feel like we touched a little bit about where you're at right now in your life. But if you'd like to sort of, um, one, what would you like prayer for in your life right now? And two, you know, where are we with God at this moment in time after all these problems? Um, Yeah, so a prayer, a great prayer will be, for God to keep um, showing up to me and just keep giving me wisdom and understanding about um, what, I'm going, what I'm going through, which, um, yeah, what we talked about. Uh, but I all, also would like to ask you guys to pray for um, the whole church, uh, the body of Christ, for more understanding uh, of gay people and for being more compassionate, loving and, and caring uh, about all of us because... That is, that is something that, that we really need. And yeah, that would be, be amazing. And yeah, I'm currently in Bogota and um, I'm expecting to go back to Australia in a couple of months. Uh, so I'm just praying for, yeah, for, for that, that journey back to Australia. Awesome. Well, Diego, on behalf of both me and Steve, mm. I'd just like to say a massive thank you for you being so open about everything on this podcast. Um, you know, it can be quite a daunting thing, definitely. And you've been so brave and so open about everything. And, uh, you know, me and Steve and everyone that knows you here at Live Spring absolutely loves you. Uh, you're a great person, a great friend. So thank you for being part of our walk. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. And, uh, you know, I love you guys and I love everyone in Reading. So, yeah, thank you. You're welcome back anytime, Diego. Well, that's not only the final part of this episode, Steve, but the final part of season two. Oh, my word. It's been a 
whirlwind of a ride, isn't it? It really has. I'm actually going to miss this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss you. I'm not going to look at you now. No, no. I'm <laughs> still going to be in contact with each other. Oh, yeah, not as much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I guess a big final message. Luke, thank you very much for being with me for uh, the past 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you very much to our listeners for tuning in for the past 12 episodes. Thank you to everyone that's been on this um, season of mm. our walk. So, Diego, we've already said thank you to you. But going back, we'd you know, like to say thank you to Sarah Lawrence. Uh, you're expecting me to remember all the names. All right, I'll, I'll go through them all. We'd like to thank, <laughs> say thank you to Sarah Lawrence, Helen Wilson, Michael Schill, Kate Pierce, Eloise Cromwell, we'd like to say thank you to Neville Hollands, Matthews, I forgot his second name, but I will remember it Matthews. soon. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to say thank you to Andrew Day, we'd like to say thank you to Tobias Novak. Um, and am I missing anyone? I do not want to forget anyone. Let me just double check for you, <laughs> you then I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> Dan Hollands, yes, of course, Dan Hollands. Tanya Mackay, yeah. how did I forget Tanya Mackay? Um, but all those people that have been a part of season two, thank you so, so much for sharing your stories. And a big, big thank you to our lovely and wonderful God. See, would you like to remind our fans where they can find us on the final time? Let me do that indeed. So, listeners, in the, in the meantime, before season three, please still feel free to like our page on Facebook, search for Our Walk. Please do follow us on Twitter at Our Walk Pod and definitely send us emails letting us know if you would like to be involved in sharing your testimony in season three. Email ourwalkpod at gmail.com or, of course, Everything, every episode, every video, every blog, everything we've done for our walk is up available on our website, ourwalkpod.com. Thank you once again, everyone, and we'll see you soon for season three.